Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Where are my people? Where are my YouTube people? Where are my YouTube people? Where are my Facebook people? We are kind of late today. Anyway, welcome to Politics and Right, my brothers and my sisters. We are going to have a great show for you today. I am distressed. I just got through processing the last video at 2.59. It was still running at 3.01, converting it to PMP4 so that we can display it. But we got it. We got it. We got it. Welcome aboard, Eric Hayes. Welcome aboard, Bruce Pollard. Bruce, not am I loving the pictures that you've added to our website with the articles that you placed there. I adore it. I love it. You know, first of all, beggars can't be choosers. You know, Brother Bruce has been helping me with the website to put stories on from other other authors that want to be on the website. We have a, a sort of a exchange of articles to get the prog- this progressive message going. And he's been helping quite a bit. Thank you so kindly. Thank you so kindly. Thank you so kindly. Okay. So welcome aboard May Wood. Welcome aboard Eric Hayes. Welcome aboard Bridge MCP. Of course, welcome aboard Lee Grant and Ray from uh, Third Ward. Welcome aboard Paul Fleming from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, Bridge MCP from New York. May Wood from California. AVQ from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, Shiva Las Vegas. I imagine from Las Vegas. Uh, who else have we got here? Robert Davenport from California. We also have Yvette Avery Herrera from Atlanta, Georgia. Paul Fleming Sr. from Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you guys for being here. Love you all. We are going to have a great show today. Jay Ray says, greetings, Egberto, currently in my hometown of New Orleans. Just flew in today. Have some uh, some uh, beignets for me, please. I like to go to that beignet shop. Right there, I forgot what it is, close to the river. And just have me the beignet with a whole lot of sugar. Love it out there. Uh, let's see, Bridge MCP. So a few lines, lies or memories against over 30,000. Big deal. All right. All right. All right. Paul Fleming says, uh, let's see. Let me go from the top because I want to be in order. Anyway, we have Michael Ronan says, The Verge. John Stewart's The Problem. Apple TV Plus show ends reportedly over... Uh, coverage of uh, artificial intelligence, China, and editorial disagreement with Apple. I want to see the last episode of the problem about AI and China more than ever before. Wow, I didn't. I want to see that too. I didn't hear about the the John Stewart leaving Apple. I would love John Stewart. To, I don't. Do you know what's so funny? Why is John Stewart having to use the Apple platform to distribute his stuff? He doesn't need that platform. He just have to put it there on YouTube and everybody's going to jump to go see John Stewart. I don't know. They probably just gave him a lot of money to appear on their platform with an exclusive contract. Come on, do it on your own, John Stewart. You guys still living in the old world. All right. Bridge MCP says, hi, peeps. Shiva Las Vegas says, remember. Paul Fleming says, Senator Bernie Sanders said he would oppose President Biden's nominee to lead the National Institute of Health, putting her confirmation in jeopardy. Dr. Monica Bertanoli has not convinced me that she's prepared to take on the greed power of drug companies and healthcare industry and fight for the transformative changes the NIH needs. And I did that. I did a story on that. Well, I was supposed to do it at KPFT. It's in my newsletter about the uh, about the patents that are being rushed for people who are manipulating the system so that the private companies can make a lot of money on drugs that are developed with 
the uh, the the um, government money. Uh, they need to read the 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 Baines Act. Uh, I, anyway, I'll talk about that a little bit later. Anyhow, let's see, Bruce. Yes, I love the pictures, Bruce. Uh, good afternoon, Maywood. Uh, AVQ says, "Hey, kid, did you see this?" Two zero three. This from me. Two two four seven. Current state of sea ice. I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. Okay. What else have we got here? Every case has a long message in there about consolidation is not having an excellent buying pioneer and now Chevron taking his all in the name of survival. Who cares? Survival? These guys have been ripping you off all these years and you're concerned about their survival. So they have to eat up one oil company after another. Come on, man. Come on, let's start getting some pride in what we can stand for. Alistair Waters says, welcome to the posse. Melanie Keelan from Barcelona, Spain. Alistair is from Montgomery County in Conroe. Welcome. Robert Davenport is here as well. Let's see what else. J. Ray says, I made sure I placed my vote for SJL and I had to research and make a cheat sheet so my vote is counted. Glad I could get it out. That the the uh, let's see uh, way and focus on increasing turnout for my supported candidate Sheila Jackson Lee is SJL. If, for those who don't know, I have a piece on Whitmer that I did this morning. I'll play that. I think I'm going to do that first, but I got to pull it up because none of that's pulled up so far. Paul Fleming says of the nine Republican candidates running for speaker, all voted against reauthorizing the Violence Against Women Act. Eight voted against capping uh, insulin costs. Seven voted against certifying the 2020 election. When I say the GOP is a party of extremism, that is what I mean. Absolutamente so. Michael says, I'm away today. Catch you tomorrow. Among Us has a new map. Uh, playing a marathon session. Well, uh, you know, we're going to miss you, Michael Rudnan. You know, you're an integral part of the show. Bridge MCP says, so now we have four down, more will drop. Makes the judges' schedule easier to make move trial up. Dropping like dominoes, of course, because he's, uh, the president is not going to pay their lawyer fees, so it's easier to settle. And if you're settling for a felony and misdemeanors and no jail time, hey, who shouldn't run and take that, right? All right, we've got Melanie Keelan uh, says Robert Devin. Oh, she's saluting folks. Paul Fleming says Jean, Jean Ellis uh, was my pick to be the next. And now word she's pleading as a former deputy district attorney in Colorado. Ellis should know that Powell's plea signals trouble for her. Ellis has to be concerned that Powell will testify against her and that others may beat her to Fannie Willis. Jack Smith, door. If she doesn't get on the move soon, you nailed it. You nailed it. Egberto, you shouldn't care about any big company solidation. They consolidate price too. Well, I tell you what, we are, I am, um, the reason I don't care if the oil companies consolidate is after they con their consolidation, I am for the nationalization of the energy industry. So let them consolidate. It makes nationalization quite easier. It doesn't belong in the private sector. It, it doesn't belong there. I can give a, a complete essay on that. All right. Robert Davenport says, the PDR posse is at near full strength today. Left, right, and in between. And I love you all. I love my entire PDR posse. Big hug. Big hug. Love you all. And I mean that from the depths of my heart. All right. Melanie Keelan. Okay, folks. I tell you what, none of the none of the videos are loaded, but I, as I speak, as I kind of bloviate, I am able to load the one that I want to start with if I can get to it. Earlier this morning, I, I, one of the precinct chairs in Harris County 
called me up and he said, hey, uh, guess who is going to be on uh, who's going to be on um, uh, Houston Matters? It's one of our uh, public radio stations talk show, not the not the community station that I am at, but the public station. And he said, check it out. It's going to be uh, John Whitmer. John Whitmer is a a Democrat, uh, uh, a state senator, Democrat who is running for uh, the Houston, uh, Houston, the mayor of Houston. Now, I think John Whitmer is too conservative, and this applies to many other major cities. A lot of times conservatives know they can't win in these cities, and you have people that are fairly conservative running those cities. In, in Texas here, we have a DA that was a Republican. She changed to a Democrat, won the election, but then uh, tries to prosecute Democrats, right? That is what she does here. So um, we have a, a group of uh, over 60 precinct chairs in the Harris County area that decided it's time to admonish this woman for what she has done to uh, uh, to Lena Hidalgo and others. Uh, there is a black guy that the state that the the Republican district attorney tried to put behind bars again for voting. And after that case fell apart, she took it to the grand jury, a Democratic black guy attempting to vote. But anyway, what I want to start with today, and, and we're going to get into Gaza and Israel at the end of the show, but I want to start with, um, I, I want to go ahead and start with what I just told you, that that issue that I had uh, with the with Whitmire's interview. We couldn't talk to him directly, but you know what? I sent an email and the one email they chose to ask John Whitmire, luckily, was my email. I got his answer and I have my response. I want you guys to listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side. While this is specific to Houston, it applies throughout the country. So check this out and then we'll take it on the other side. This morning, uh, Houston, Texas mayoral candidate John Whitmire appeared on PBS show. Uh, I think it's called Houston Matters. And uh, I sent in a question. What's, here's a question I said. Why would Houstonians vote for a decidedly conservative with a Democratic label that instead of solving problems from the core is using Republican talking points on crime and more? Shouldn't we be fearful that your support is from major Republican donors for Tita and uh, Mattress Max and others who also supported election deniers and funded their cases? You said that you have the repartee with Republicans, yet you allowed them to leave billions on the table irresponsibly and allowing the debts of uninsured Texans instead of accepting the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act. Why are you not thinking outside of the box? So that's a question I asked. They only asked him half the question. I want you to listen to it, and then we'll take it on the other side. Finally, Egberto writes, why would Houstonians vote for a decidedly conservative uh, with a Democratic label that instead of solving problems from the core is using Republican talking points on crime and more? Shouldn't we be fearful that your support is from major Republican donors who also supported election deniers and funded their causes? Well, I have a voting record. I uh, have voted against most of the things he's concerned about. Uh, 
So I have a record. I, I'm not going to defend. Uh, I've got a record on every, a voting record on everything you want to bring up. Uh, the financial support is the same financial support the current mayor received, and some of my opponents have had receptions at their homes and in hotels. Some of the business have looked to see who is a can-do public servant, and that's the reason they're behind me. I've got AFL-CIO support, got huge minority community support, so I think the the person just needs to look at my record. I have put together a strong coalition to run for mayor. I'm very proud. We're in every community. We have a very young, dynamic team that uh, is really going to make a difference going forward. That's the only reason I'm running is to make a difference. That's why you support me because I'm not worried about the political agenda at all. And I'm this garbage pickup does not is not a Democrat or Republican issue. Let's just get it done. Public safety, I've been chair of criminal justice for thirty years because I don't politicize it. I just want to lock up the people that are that we're afraid of and not those that we're mad at. And uh, you'll be surprised from day one, the improvement on public safety, a re-entry program, and assisting those that want to turn their lives around. The sex workers on Bissonette, that's not a uh, thats not a criminal justice issue. That's a social issue. You need to help the workers get away from their abusers, their human traffickers, and uh, lock up those that are using the sex workers. So there's an example where you lock up people you're afraid of, not that you're mad at. I've been robbed at gunpoint. I know what it's like to beg for my life. Those people need to be held accountable. Now, before we even get into him not answering the specific question that I really wanted him to answer. In other words, well, we'll get into that after. But there's a there's a something that really irked me with the response. Let's lock up those we fear, not those we don't like or those that are bad. That's what he said. Let's lock up those that we fear. You know what's interesting? There are a lot of cops and there are a lot of folks who look at someone like me and they say, I fear you. And that's why I'm either going to shoot you or that's why I'm going to do something to you. Or that's why lock up those we fear. No, you lock up those who do something wrong, not those that you fear. That's an important concept that I think many should learn. And, and that really, I don't know about you, but when I heard that, it, it was kind of shocking. Lock up those you fear. Well, there are a lot of times you have unwarranted fears. There are a lot of times that there's something out there that you're fearful for just because you don't know, just because of how you were reared. But then secondly, uh, if you have donors that are supporting you in, in lockstep and barrel, like let's say a Fertita here in Houston, who was a, a billionaire that owns much in Houston, or a Mattress Max, who all these folks are from a particular ilk, who also some supported uh, the, 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 the denier, the election denier crowd. If they're supporting you, shouldn't that be a concern from a decidedly democratic city? From a decidedly progressive city? Look, uh, I think when you're choosing a mayor, you have to choose somebody that has a closer affinity to the population at large. 
Well-connected means the population at large cannot be served because the well-connected is served. Not to say that a Sheila Jackson or others aren't well-connected as well, but we know based on record that they are a part of the community. They are in the community. They are of the community. I, again, the one thing on this particular response that really touched me, that really uh, concerned me, lock up those you fear. We lock up those you fear. I mean, anytime you hear a politician say that, that means that politician is going to run to, to a population that can be scapegoated. That is a politician ready to deal with a, polit- a, a group that can be scared, uh, uh, scapegoated. That is something I, I don't, I don't feel, I mean, uh, I, I think that that speaks without saying. Okay, now uh, we have so we have several people in Harris County that are under the Democratic banner, but they don't function with the with the policies. They don't function with the desires. They don't function with what Democrats believe we should be, how we should be. I'm trying to get the word, but I just keep missing it. And in that light, we have an attorney, uh, a district attorney who has gone after one of our leading progressives, the the most powerful politician in Harris County, which is Lina Hidalgo. She went after her for no real genuine reason. She went after a black man who lined up to vote for six hours had no clue that there was some reason he shouldn't vote. The state attempted to lock him up again, but the the case fell through and she brought the case against him, not in Montgomery County, but in Harris County. Again, assuming he was a Democrat and and there there are websites with uh, the constant, the constancy with which she harasses Democrats she doesn't like. Well, Democrats are stepping, the the precinct chairs who run the Democratic Party in Harris County, they're stepping up to say, we're starting the admonishment process. And here is one of the people that I interviewed this morning in this regard. Check this out, and then we'll take it on the other side. Uh, Let me make sure I get it right. Let's make sure we get it right. Welcome to another edition of Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Today, we're honored to have Precinct Chair of uh, 991, Precinct 991, Precinct Chair Cameron Campbell is part of a large contingent of precinct chairs in the Democratic Party in Harris County that are, uh, that are set to sanction our district attorney. With us today is uh, Cameron Campbell, known as Coach Cam. Uh, Cam, how are you doing this after this this afternoon? Fantastic, fantastic! I'm out knocking doors, trying to get folks out for these municipal races. Well, I mean, uh, that is what that is what we're all about: making sure that the entire body politic is out there and that people are coming out to vote. So, thank you for what you're doing. Now, why did you uh, why did you form part of that signature group, uh, that large contingent of precinct chairs that 
uh, want to do something about the district attorney, Kim Og, that we have right now? Yeah, so for me, I guess a, a bit about my background. So uh, local guy, played football in the University of Houston, uh, you know, kind of go, go Cougars, very proud Cougar. Um, and sports has shaped so much of my life. And so, you know, the way that I really saw it or the way it made sense to me was, you know, just watch these uh, like micro infractions begin to pile up, right? So the first one was uh, the beef with Judge Hidalgo, right? And, and, and just, just to, you know, I'm a coach. I call things how it is. I played on plenty of teams with guys I didn't like. I played on a lot of teams with guys that just I had I didn't care for, right? So the idea of, you know, having external conflict, uh, internal conflict being communicated externally, I just was not a fan of. And, and you know, the definition of team is being on the same page and moving in the same direction. And, you know, you have difficult conversations in a locker room. You don't have them in the media. And so my first, you know, that was kind of first thing. I was like, hmm, and this Kim Og is, is not a very good teammate. And then you fast forward. But let, let me look interrupt at the, you the there a second. Let, thing, which, uh, which, coach, let me interrupt you for a second. And the reason why is I want the audience to understand something. I, the district attorney is a Democrat, but the laws that govern our society are not Democratic laws or Republican laws. There are laws. I need the audience to understand that I think your angst with uh, the district attorney isn't that she is somehow uh, enforcing the law on uh, evenly. I think your angst is that uh, she is not being fair in attack in placing the laws on folks. In other words, we want we want a district attorney that doesn't look at party affiliation or anything when she's administering the law or when she's going after those who break the law. But when it is done otherwise, that's your contention, correct? Yeah, well, that, so that brings me to my second point, right? So uh, the gentleman, Hervis Rogers, so in his 60s, uh, you know, ha- had a criminal background and, you know, with good intent was going out to vote, stood in line for six hours at TSU, right? And so, you know, so for those who aren't familiar, sitting in line for six hours, she brings charges, uh, not ultimately initially in Harris County, but up in, in uh, Montgomery County, which is obviously far more conservative, but they end up coming back and getting kicked out. That spoke to me in such a specific way because that's a part of my story. That's a part of our story as people of color, right? So I understand my great, my great uncle, my uncle, great uncle Jack, uh, a long time ago in Northern Louisiana, walked past lynched black men because that was a fear tactic to get us not to vote. Right. So while lynching isn't prevalent in our culture today, the message. So she had this man essentially facing a hundred thousand dollars, I think like six years of criminal time, potentially if he were to be found guilty, that message is a reverberating message of fear to our community to get them not to vote. And we're already historically disenfranchised. So, you know, for me, it was like, you know what? Your red jersey's sticking out, Kim. Your red jersey's sticking out. And for me, the, 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 final, the final push, the final straw for me was this manufactured uh, voter, this voter fraud claim that was completely manufactured, right? And, and, and for me, again, it's personal, right? So yes, I got a coaching background. Yes, I'm the Houston, Texas play safe coach. Yes, you know, I'm running for Congress in 2024. I ran for state rep in 132 last cycle. I've also served as an election judge, right? And election judges are just like re- referees and officials on the playing field. 
they don't really care who who wins or, or, or loses. Their pride is in getting it right, is in getting it right. So when she brings the, these trumped up manufactured false you know, claims against uh, uh, the, the election folks, that's an insult to me as a former election judge, because when I served in that role, my job, what I cared about more than who won or who lost that election was to get it right. So for me, when I began to say that, I was like, you know what? She's, I see a pattern here. This isn't about her being a good DA. This isn't about, uh, you know, fulfilling her expectations as, you know, as a Democrat. This is her trying to make her daddy happy. She's go trying. She's, she's trying to go sit in uh, Kim Pax's lap and go make him happy. She's go trying to go sit in her other daddy's lap, Greg Abbott, and go make him happy. She's bringing all this bullcorn down from Austin and from D.C. and all these other places, trying to distract and trying to divide us as a city, as a county. And if anybody's from H Town, you understand that we we stand together, we stand united. Whether it's music, whether it's food, whether it's culture, whether it's travesty. When Hurricane Harvey happened, nobody was asking, are you red or blue? What do you need? Here's ice. Here's shelter. Here's a generator. Here's money for a hotel room for a night. Houston, by definition, is a united uh, community. So for me, it was like, you know what? Your jersey was showing for a little while. And this is what I'll say to you. It's clear you're not a Democrat. You switch teams again. Let me say again, right? Because she, she, had, she was a Republican. You switch teams again. You just lack the courage to switch jerseys. So this is what I would say. What does, that, what does that playbook look like? What does it consist of? It consists of one, cowardice. Greg Abbott not handling the responsibilities here in Texas and punching away migrants instead of showing them Texas hospitality and handling things in, in, in a respectable, respectable way. It looks like extremism. Fighting our school boards. For those who aren't aware, go go vote now. Like I said, I'm out knocking doors as we speak. Go, go vote now, especially in those important school board races like Safi Rice. You need to make sure we support Dr. Cleveland Lane and others who are running. But ultimately, that Republican playbook is filled with chaos. She's trying to bring that same GOP chaos that we're seeing in D.C. Tomorrow marks three weeks of us not having a speaker. Three weeks of us not having a speaker in D.C. She's trying to bring that same chaos that's going on in Austin, right? This imaginary impeachment trial of Ken Paxton we had just a few weeks ago, a month or two ago, right? But let me make it very clear. Now, I'm going to say this with my full throat. We are not going to let her bring that same chaos to Houston. And as a Democratic, as, as a, as a Democratic um, um, a member, member of the Democratic Party, but also as a precinct chair, yeah. We need our jersey back, Kim. Now you can give it away with dignity. Say like, "Hey, I'm a Republican," and 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 here's your blue jersey back. You can give our jersey back with dignity, or we'll come and take it next November. Um, uh, look, thank you for that. I, again, I want for those that are listening to understand this: the district attorney enforces the law, not in a democratic manner, not in a Republican manner, but for all people. Uh, the problem that the reason for all of those who've signed uh, this grievance, including yours truly, this was done specifically because she did not even handedly apply the law. And in fact, as the Houston Chronicle article pointed out, she acted out of grievances, solely out of grievances when she didn't get what she wanted. She used the power of the county, the power of the state, 
to come after those specifically Democrats, including a 60-year-old man who simply wanted to exercise his right to vote, where it, where it was not held up in a conservative county, and she purposefully brought up, uh, brought him to the grand jury, more expense to scare folks out of voting. So that's the reason why many precinct chairs have signed uh, the grievance to bring her to either censure or some uh, some party method out of that. Uh, anything you want to say to close coach Cam? Oh, I mean, I think I've said everything I have to say concerning her. You know, the last thing I would say to the listeners is take action, take action, go vote, exercise your vote and engage. Uh, you know, Houston is beautifully diverse. Uh, Mayor Turner proudly brags that we have more languages spoken here than in, in New York City, um, which means that as we bring people into office, they need to serve every single one of us. And we're a unique batch of, batch of folks. That's what makes Houston so, so fantastic. So take action, go vote, engage in the process, and, and hold these folks accountable. Harris County Precinct Chair 991, Cameron Campbell, also known, a.k.a. Coach Cam. Thank you so kindly for having been on Politics and Right. We have two particular candidates in Houston that should concern Democrats because of their, uh, how should I put it, their Democratic affinity may not be all that Democratic, in my humble opinion, and in the uh, humble opinion of many. Their Democratic bona fides just may not be there. Okay. So we're done with these two local issues, I believe. Yes, we are. Now, let me tell you where I am at with the Israeli, uh, the Israeli Hamas Palestinian issue. And I cleared this with some of my friends because I wanted, I am sick. I am sick that the leadership in America, I am sick that our leaders from President Biden, Vice President, uh, 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 can you believe I, can you believe I just, the, the Vice President name just slipped my mind, Harris, Vice President Harris, and all down the chain, Blinken, Secretary of State, I am flummoxed that these guys can't call out what's happening in Gaza as being a crime, as being an international crime, as being genocide, what's occurring right now in Gaza. That you have water not flowing to hospital, that you have fuel not going to power the generators in these hospitals where they're operating without anesthesia, to, to cure, to fix the people, the bombs are blowing up as Israel indiscriminately bombs uh, Gaza. This is evil. Netanyahu at this point in time 
has proven that he has no morals any different than Hamas. You could replace the evil being occurring in Gaza right now. It's no different than the evil effected by Hamas on those innocent Israelis. I repeat, I repeat, the evil being executed on innocent Palestinians in, in Gaza right now is no less evil than the evil that has affected our innocent Israeli brothers and sisters in Israel. That 1,400 Israelis that were murdered by that terrorist act by Hamas is no worse. It's no worse than what is occurring in Gaza. I want you to listen to Rula Jabril. I interviewed Rula Jabril about about eight, nine years ago, when the last, the last intifada, however many years ago, the last intifada was going on. I interviewed Rula Jabril. Check it. Look out Rula Jabril on my website because it seems like every time we get these skirmishes, Rula is the person to talk to. And why? She tells it like it is. But unfortunately, it seems that we repeat ourselves over and over again. Listen to Rula and then we'll take it on the other side. Rula Jabril makes it clear that what's going on here, how unfair what's going on and how the Western media is taking, is calling it. They're getting a little bit better. They're starting to realize the evil within what Netanyahu is doing with his military, the genocide, the killings in Gaza. Check this out. Only just a few dozen trucks have made it in with supplies so far. The UN is saying it needs really a hundred trucks a day to be going in to get the supplies to the people a day. who need it. And, and perhaps more, you're probably right, given especially how many people are in even more need than they were originally. And we know that situation in Gaza is, is, is pretty sparse for people in what they have on a good day, right? So is it really possible to get what's needed inside Gaza, especially as all indications appear that there's still an imminent ground invasion coming? I mean, this depends on Israel. It doesn't, I mean, Israel, according to international law, is the occupying power. So it's depending on them to decide if these people starve, die by starvation and by thirst. This is international law. This is, this is not my opinion. These are the facts. Uh, Gaza needs now 7,000 trucks because uh, for the last 16 days, they've been under crippling siege. There's no water. No electricity, no food. Before the invasion and before this war, Gaza was considered by human rights organization that 50% were below poverty line. They didn't have access to proper food. Before this war, 90% didn't have clean water. Now, we know that children, and according to human rights organization, children are drinking water that is unfit for human consumption. I mean, but also the indifference, uh, you know, King Abdullah yesterday and Arab leaders are telling the world, look, not only we're dehumanized, we're watching war crimes being committed and the international community are 
basically shrugging their, their shoulder and saying, never mind. And this actually is being used today by China and Russia to say, you see, international law is obsolete, doesn't matter, it's optional. And this is very dangerous for America's standing in the world, not even for Israelis, for America's own standing in the world. It is truly heartbreaking to hear what is happening and to see some of the images that are coming out of Gaza right now with these innocent civilians who are suffering so, so badly. I just, I wonder if there is more that can be done. What can be done by regional partners to get people inside Gaza the aid that they need. The regional partners have no power. The only power that is capable or willing or unwilling to do it is the United States and Israel. It's but Egypt, and, Egypt and Jordan Egypt. are both saying they, they don't want refugees. And you have that, well, that that's Egypt border crossing. Again, they have millions of Palestinians that live already there. Israel is, is what Israel is doing is trying to tell them, basically, you need to bail us out. But according to international law, not even to Egypt or Jordan, it's incumbent on the occupying power to save civilians and not to create a refugee crisis and expel them in perpetuity forever. I think, I mean, if we look at Israel policies, according to what they are saying in words and deeds, they don't want them there forever. They want to expel them, millions of Palestinians. I mean, this is according, not even to me, to international law and to the international community, to the Arab leagues and others. This is ethnic cleansing. I mean, and the fact that President Biden didn't even manage to get 20 trucks into Gaza, it tells you that there's no pressure whatsoever in Israel to do anything. These people are going to die in masses. Gaza is becoming a graveyard. So those, those 20 trucks did get in. And just, I wonder if I can ask, what happens after Israel goes in? They say they want to wipe out Hamas. If they are successful in doing that, what's next? Can you envision Gaza without Hamas there? What would that look like? What's the realistic so scene? I'll tell you what this will look like. Uh, we all remember what Fallujah was and what Mosul was. Those two insurgent war, which is door to door, street to street, were already a bloodbath, a slaughterhouse. And we saw, so if you're looking at Gaza, 2 million, 2.3 million people. If Hamas is 50,000, you have 2 million people in the smallest strip of land, the most populated, the most impoverished. And this is when you will lead a ground invasion on top of it, aerial bombardment, carbon bombing. This will lead to humanity, not even to humanity. This will become basically, you know, a slaughterhouse beyond our imagination, a carnage, a real carnage. And in that moment, I think both the United States and Israel will lose international support. They're already seeing people around the region telling us this will create mass radicalization. Mm -hmm. I remember from Donald Transfer, who used to ask himself after the invasion, not before the invasion, are our policy creating more extremists? Are they creating less extremists? General Petraeus, when he led the surge in Iraq, how did he really reduce the terrorist attack from 50 to zero? There were 50 terrorist attacks in Iraq during the surge. He reduced them to zero. He separated the civilians from the militants, actually ended their subjugation by the Sunni. He involved them in the political process. And this is when basically Al-Qaeda ended in Iraq when they killed Abu Musab al-Zarqawi. If we don't learn from these policies now, I think we will find America in another war in the region. And this is not only plausible, 
this is highly probable. And I think we need to tell the truth about this because the world is seeing it coming and Americans are delusional about it. I mean, I talk to Arab diplomats and they all tell me the discourse in America is totally detached. They don't understand the region. They talk to themselves about the region through their prism and they don't understand the rest. And that is so true. The West just doesn't understand what's going on to their detriment. And what the rest of the world sees is they see our president, Joe Biden, hugging Netanyahu. And that hug makes him complicit to them. To them, it makes them complicit. Netanyahu is using our bombs. Netanyahu is using our Iron Dome. Netanyahu is getting funded on the order of over $3 billion a year from us. And those bombs are landing in Gaza. And those bombs are killing others. Yes, we have a problem with the terrorism that has afflicted Israel. But, and here is the big but. There are 1,400 dead Israelis, murdered Israelis. And one of the reasons they were murdered as well is that Netanyahu thought he could contain Hamas. And he got money routed from Qatar, I think it's Qatar or the Emirates, to Hamas. Because he he wanted a state that he couldn't have a a Palestinian two-state solution with. So as long as Hamas kept power, there was no two-state solution. And he thought he could just hold them and contain it, and it bit him. And it bit him on the order of 1,400-plus dead Israelis. And by the way, uh, Rula Jabril is an Israeli, okay? Uh, Israeli-Italian dual citizenship. Now, again... This was done by Netanyahu. Netanyahu caused the murder of many of his folks. Thank you so kindly, Bridge MCP, for the contribution. I would pay more to get rid of DL. Sick of the reasons. So now he is watching YouTube as well. So, so many are sick of him. Stop reading his crap. Anyone else want to pay to shut him up? <laughs> I'm not re- I don't I am not reading the crap that he puts out today, okay? But remember, we're family. <laughs> I hear you, Breach. I hear you. I hear you and I hear you. Uh to Robert Davenport, thank you so kindly for your support as well, Robert Davenport. Super chat from both Breach MCP and Robert Davenport who says Daniel Edo has crossed the line into blatant racism. He's not worthy of the attention the PDR posse offer him in the name of inclusivity of perspective. Permanently ban him. It's not in my nature to ban, uh, I, but it is also in my nature to make sure we are in a safe environment. Uh, remember, my brothers and my sisters, words, words. Let, let, let me just say this. Bridge. Robert and others here, okay? Re, here, here's what I'm saying here. Here's what I'm saying. Um, a lot of folks come in here to try to control your well-being. Don't. Do not give that power over anyone. Let it fly. Like I'll let it fly. 
when folks says, uh, Bruce, thank you for, for the admonition. Bruce says, be careful who you blame for the 1500. You're correct. You're correct. You're correct. Uh, here is the thing, um, Bruce. I am not blaming Netanyahu specifically for the 1500 assassinated, murdered by terrorists. Okay. But I'm saying uh, what Netanyahu did, and please go ahead and, and read up on that, that, that you know, the, the stuff that I've been reading, is in, in order not to have a two-state solution through third parties, he appeased Hamas, who are in fact killers. In direction, maybe? I'd like your response on this, Bruce. In direction, maybe? I want your response, my brother. All right, uh, let's see. Paul Fleming says, life has shown your brothers and sisters can kill you too. We just want you to call a spade a spade. I, I will. I promise I will. Lee Grant says, keep keep pro a safe space, PDR, a safe space for speech, even with views one might find offensive. And you know what? Uh, and that's what we try to do here, Lee Grant. And I think that's why you are a big supporter. Uh, Breed says, you are and never will be my bro. You are a racist idiot. I don't mind the right and what they believe. You are a nut. STFU. And I read Breed's out because you drew first blood. Uh, AC Rodriguez says, words are like bullets. Once fired, they cannot be taken back. Someone smarter than me uh, really liked this quote, but it's very hard to practice because some people deserve more than kind words. <laughs> E2247 says, I see Egberto let it fly. What a rodeo. He, he goat ties. Barrel races and bull whores. Yes, brother. Yes, yes, yes. Bridge MCP says, I agree, Lee, but he is beyond that. Uh, don't let anyone pull uh, your string, Bridge. And also remember, Bridge, I've got your back. We've got your back. You've got your back. Okay? Don't forget it, guys. We've got your back. All right, Bruce, I'm still waiting for a response to what I've said about uh, Netanyahu and what I was trying to do. I'd like to hear, because I valued that response, I want to see if you concur with me, have something to add to that, something that I need to be concerned about in the way I say it. So please respond, Bruce. You know, I take, I value responses from uh, all of my folks, especially those that have a, 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 a stake in this particular Israeli issue, Israeli Gaza Hamas issue. I really, really am very cognizant of what's going on. I want to make sure that as I as I come to the defense of those who need it most, because again, our media is not doing the best job in illustrating what's going on. And yes, you're correct, uh, Brother Fleming. Tom Emmer drops out of the speaker's race. What are these guys going to do? Nobody can win 217. They should just go. What they should do is several of them should stay home so that uh, so that we can get um, uh, Hakeem Jeffries as the speaker. Other than that, we are in trouble with the speaker of the house. The Republicans can't get their act together. Paul Fleming says Jewish American groups demanding a ceasefire is the Israel Hamas war protested at the White House and Capitol last week with hundreds arrested. Stephanie Fox, the executive director of Jewish Voice for Peace, one of the Jewish groups that organized the protest. And I played Stephanie Fox 
yesterday on the show, I believe, right? Uh, yeah, I think I played Stephanie Fox yesterday on the show. All right, PDR isn't Survivor. We don't get to vote DL off the aisle. <laughs> that is funny. Tom C says, Daniel Ledo is just preparing all of us for Thanksgiving dinner when your right-wing uncle who watches Fox News 24-7 won't stop talking between helpings of mashed potatoes and cranberry sauce. I love that one. I love that one. Steph Fox is for real. Yes, she is. Lee, it was rhetorical. Yeah, we know Breach. We love you, Breach, and we know that. We absolutely know that. We absolutely know that. Okay, we are at 52 right now. I don't have any more video. Actually, I have one more video I need to show. This one is actually the, the worst one uh, that shows the carnage in uh, in Gaza. And by the way, Bruce, I really would love a response. I'm still waiting, my dear brother. All right, let's listen to this one in Hamas. Like I tell you, uh, I, at this point, I consider Netanyahu no different than Hamas. And I say that from the depths of my heart. And this is just because of the actions of watching people die. 1,500 Palestinians, I mean, uh, uh, our, gr our good brothers and sisters in Israel dead, over 5,000 Palestinians now dead because of indiscriminate bombing from the Hamas-like Senor Netanyahu. Here we go. Right now in Gaza, health officials say they are officially seeing the complete collapse of the health system. Just look at the scene. This is one hospital in Gaza City. So crowded, injured patients are being treated on the ground. And it's only going to get worse, especially as hospitals along the Strip run out of fuel. One doctor with a stark assessment to Reuters, quote, if the hospital is not provided with the necessary fuel for the generators, we are issuing a death sentence, not a natural death. The execution is in the hands of the free world, human rights organizations and the United Nations. Everyone is guilty. You are signing a death warrant for the northern Gaza Strip and the patients of Gaza. The death toll there skyrocketing in the last 24 hours, at least according to the Gaza Health Ministry. They say 704 people have died just since last night, the largest number since the start of the war. This morning, relatives checking body bags at the morgue to see if they can just recognize any of the faces of the dead. It's a massacre, really a massacre. I really don't know what to say. I'm speechless, completely speechless. I have lost all my family, my entire family, and the relatives that we hosted. We have lost them. Yes, it is a massacre that's going on right now in Gaza. You know, the terrorist event in Israel. Wrong, bad, evil, murder lasted two days, maybe three days, the massacre that is occurring in Gaza is ongoing. Who speak for the pains of the 300 children dying every day? Who speaks about the pain of just living in what Israel has turned into a hellhole from being a hellhole to a bigger hellhole? an open-air prison. Please, folks, call your congresspeople, call your president, and let's tell our congresspeople and our president, we cannot be party to a massacre. We cannot be a party to the killing 
of children. We cannot be a party to the assassination of human beings with indiscriminate bombing. We cannot be. We should not be. We should not encourage that behavior. Please, folks, start calling your Congress people. Start calling your president. Stop, start calling everyone and let them know we will not be party to it. Read my and Robert comments above. I did. Let me go ahead. I, I guess you have new ones. Let's see. Uh, Robert Davenport says, free speech is the right to not fear government. Repercussions, not the right to spew vile racism without others trying to cap the sewage you emit towards people of color. I concur. I agree 100% with my brother, Robert P. Davenport. And Bridge MCP says, yes, Robert Davenport, I know of several people who don't come anymore or seldom come because of him. Heck, I can watch the videos without the chat at this point. Um, folks, you can actually disable uh, the, the, the offender on your, on your Facebook and on your, and on your uh, YouTube. Please do. Please do. But the other thing that I and the other thing that I'd like to say is the following, and 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 I and I ask you respectfully, and I ask you kindly, and I and this is where I would like to build us up. And and Bridge, you said that you know people personally, uh, not on YouTube. I thought you could block on YouTube. I didn't know that. Um, let me let's see if we can figure something out. Here's the thing, uh, Bridge. And I'm saying this in front of Ledo and everybody else. And I ask you to listen to me, and I'm saying this respectfully. I'm saying this respectfully. I want all of us here as a part of the, the Politics Done Right Posse to do an important thing. Disempower those who are spineless and try to empower themselves with scare tactics to pull your string. Please. Um, you make these people win by allowing them to change your behavior. Let me take this call. Welcome to Politics Then. Oops, let me see if I can get that on. Welcome to Politics Then Right. Who do I have the honor of speaking with right now? Who do I, who am I speaking with? Okay, they hung up. All right. Uh, so here is a deal, Bridge, Bridge, and everybody else that's listening to me. And I'm asking you don't don't shut me out here. I ask you to listen to me in the framework in which I'm speaking. We are strong. We have to be strong with the forces that are coming against real democracy with the forces that are coming against us progressives with the forces that are coming against some even some on the right we have to be strong and what we have to do is not let the weak get strong with their words we cannot allow the weak to win 
by having us change our behavior. Because remember, they are weak, they are spineless, but you know what? Uh, they can be annoying, you know, a gnat is annoying, a mosquito is annoying, but unless it puts its venom into your bloodstream, that's all it is, annoying. To solve our problems, to win this battle, we're going to have to tolerate all of that. And I know, I know, I know, I get it. But please stick with me and bridge for anybody that you know is not coming along because of some of the uh, some of the perturbed people we have that continues to be here. I ask you to encourage them to still come and tell them some of what I've just said or tell them to contact me directly. I'll speak to them directly on the phone. You know, I speak individually to everybody. Please do. Please do. Anyway, we got to get out of here. But before we get out of here, I ask you so kindly to support the program. I ask you to become a, 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 a subscriber of the show. I ask you to go to politicsdoneright.com slash support, politicsdoneright.com slash support, and become a, a contributor in whatever form you can, in whatever form you can. Okay? As likewise, uh, Likewise, we want you to please become a paid supporter of our newsletter. goes out every day. Uh, uh, go to politicsandright.com slash newsletter. I understand when you say, but we know what you will say. It's not just what I will say. It's how I can support. It's how I can, how I can help you use the power you already have. And how I can show that I've got your back. Sometimes just holding, sometimes just talking, sometimes just seeing works. I get it. I really get it. Anyway, I got to get out of here. Folks, please support us at politicsandright.com slash support. And please subscribe to our newsletter as a paid subscriber at politicsandright.com slash newsletter. And um, Bridge and and uh, Raven, Robert Davenport, I want to thank you guys for your support. I want to, I honestly want to thank you all for your support. That's a constant. I couldn't do it without any, without all of you. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. Welcome to Politics Done Right. I am your host, Egberto Willis. This is a progressive program that will take the mystery out of politics. This is the program that will encourage you to make sure government becomes we the people. Whether you are liberal, progressive, conservative, or otherwise, you get to hear your point of view. We are an independent media outlet that, unlike mainstream media beholden to corporations, we only owe allegiance to you. Remember, you can also send me a tweet at E-G-B-E-R-T-O-W-I-L-L-I-E-S. That is at Egberto Willis. Let us engage. It is politics done right.
spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.